0: What's going on everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Forever News! in today's episode we've got some stories to talk about in case you aren't subscribed you definitely should do so subscribe down there hit the bell to get all notifications that way you'll always be notified and get the for never news i got all the scoop definitely subscribe hit that bell and enjoy okay people so this one is going to be just a little bit longer than the usual but i wanted to make sure that i brought you guys the utmost amount of information and there's just a lot of stories going on including stories that are going to be even including this one after the initial filming. I hope you guys enjoy it. It's going to be a long episode of Forever News, but I think you guys have been, for the most part, appreciating that. I'm trying my best to give you guys the best quality content i possibly can with all the facts that i possibly can find on each story and yeah also entertaining because i get my opinion in there from time to time as well and without further ado people before we jump into everything let's get a word from our sponsor for today okay people it's time to end your boredom it's time to hit up some of the most challenging raid bosses you can find out there in a little game known as raid shadow legends the turn-based rpg for ios android and one of the raid bosses that off the bat i can tell you is extremely challenging but also very gratifying if you're able to take him down the fire knight also known as pyro the infamous this raid boss is one heck of a challenge mainly due to his insane defense capabilities one of the secrets to taking this dude down is you gotta just keep on hitting him with extremely strong hits damage 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 you're definitely gonna need somebody on your team that is able to deal multiple hits of damage because that shield makes him immune to debuff some of the things that I really enjoy about Raid Shadow Legends is some of the champions in particular the one that I started out with Kael and some of his attacks such as acid rain in general I have a blast playing with him so what's new in raid raid released a ton of new features for the clans and improvements there's also new quests new benefits for being in an actual clan and they even got a new exclusive shop for clan members as well and in this month's raid you also get new champions to collect from fragments in the doom tower and a ton of new events and competitions to be a part of and if you definitely want to get a head start in raid all you got to do is hit the link in the description below or you could even scan the qr code right here as well if you're a new player you'll get an epic new hero chonaru 200 000 silver one xp boost one energy refill and one ancient shard so you can summon an awesome champion as soon as you get in the game i mean just look at this awesome champion you get this for free not to mention you'll find extra rewards here in the inbox for the next 30 days only and boom once you're in you can find me under the name Faneb, and if you're fast enough you can join my clan is that easy click the link in the description below and you could join in on raid shadow legends again for the pc ios android it'll also be the pinned top comment of this video okay people so for starters we got a major announcement regarding marshall uh yeah you're gonna want to hear about the this one because it doesn't seem like Macho is going to be a long running manga we'll talk about it we got a wide variety of my hero academia news including an update on my villain academia the latest movie and what it's selling thus far a new visual for the upcoming anime episodes and an update from the director of my hero academia he's been on board since the very beginning and a comment that he made regarding his fate and the future of my hero academia small update regarding the latest cover of weekly shonen jump magazine we got the weekly shonen magazine author comments we're gonna talk about those we got a big update regarding the orient anime that's from the same author as magi the labyrinth of magic shinobu otaka yeah we got a ton of info and a new visual we got the top 20 best-selling series of the month for manga it's by series not by volume huge updates for the boruto anime a couple of teasers or spoilers we got for the upcoming episodes we got a big update on tokyo babylon y'all know that it was recently canceled due to plagiarism and they were talking about remaking it. Well, apparently a lawsuit is going on and we're gonna get into that. A big major update for Shonen Jump, the app, and how successful it's doing right now. We got an update for the Inuyasha spin-off sequel anime, Yashihime Princess Have Demon, and season two, and a visual. Big updates for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stone Ocean, aka part six, and we got a trailer to talk about. We got a lot of JoJo greatness, mate. Major update regarding the Berserk series and the manga moving forward, the next chapter. Yes, despite Kentaro Miura passing away, seems as though there's going to be more Berserk. At the very least, one more chapter, but yeah, we're going to talk about it. An update regarding the manga Blue Lock and the anime future for it. An update on Blue Box and the success that it's having. A big update for the Terra for Mars manga. Wow, I never thought I'd hear about that one again. Small update for Shaman King and it finally hitting the West. The new anime, that is. Small update for the director of Black Clover and something he recently said at Crunchyroll. Central Expo And a big interview that was released with the creator of Dragon Ball Super, or one of the authors, or the author of Dragon Ball Super, Taro, And a few tidbits that he said regarding the recent arc, and him working with Toriyama, and a whole bunch of cool stuff that we're gonna get into. And yeah, people, those are the stories we have for today, so without further ado, let's jump into another exciting episode of... FOREVER oh! NEWS! The only new source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related and we don't bore you. We get into it. Let's do it. No matter how you- Okay, people, so first up, a huge update for the series Martial Magic and Muscles. It is a newer title in Shonen Jump, about 70-something chapters as of the recording of this video. And uh, yeah, according to the author, the series is already halfway done, if not over that mark at this point, based on this comment that we're going to read right now. In the seventh volume of Martial Magic and Muscles, Hajime Komodo, the author, revealed that his manga is halfway done And the 8th volume will be out October 4th and the series has 2.1 million copies in circulation for the first 7 volumes. That's insane, because if we're 70-something chapters in, I'm imagining that the 7th volume, because they got Volume 8 coming out in October, might be in the late 60s. So this manga is going to be probably less than 150 chapters at max. I mean, granted, we've seen in the past, authors have said this, I, I believe Masashi Kishimoto said Naruto was only supposed to be like 10 volumes, and uh, Eiichiro Oda creator One Piece said it was only going to go for five years. So who knows what could happen? Marshall could have an anime, and it could blow up and become like the biggest thing since like, Bread, and he'll be like, Oh, never mind. I got some crazy inspiration, but that's kind of crazy considering martial is one of the next up in Shonen Jump. That and Elusive Samurai, as I discussed in a recent video, are some of the big dogs that are about to come and take over once they get their anime adaptation. So to hear that. Uh, You know, Hajime Komodo was talking about that this series is already halfway through. That's insane. It's over halfway through at this point because the volumes are a little bit behind the weekly chapters like that is nuts. But yeah, there's a huge possibility that martial magic and muscles, if that's the case, will probably end within the next year and a half max unless again things change which i wouldn't be surprised like martial magic and muscles seems like the type of series that could blow up it has a lot of remnants of like one punch man and a lot of elements that actually could work if it gets a proper adaptation so we'll see how things go but as it stands right now martial magic and muscles halfway through crazy moving forward we got a ton of stories regarding my hero academia for starters we seemingly got confirmation which i'm happy to hear but also unhappy to hear at this point regarding my villain academia because my villain academia in case you don't know season five of my hero has been somewhat of a disaster they skipped over an arc and now it seems as though they're relegating it to a handful or so of episodes but according to this it says my hero academia episode 107 and 108 preview summaries episode 107 is more of a hero than anyone At the end of the winter break, Aizawa and President Mike are headed to a villain prison for a certain reason. And that airs August 14th because there was a break this weekend for My Hero. However, the following episode is apparently My Villain Academia. A certain individual contacts Shigaraki and the League of Villains. What's his true identity? And that's the following week, August 14th. Twenty-first, which leaves us with about a handful of episodes. Honestly, this is a rush job, and it looks like they just want to get it out the way because, yeah, like, it's not profitable for them, and it's a bad look for My Villain Academia to be, like, a big creme de la creme animated thing, and I don't understand. Like, I understand. I get it. Why? Because of many different politics that I don't want to really dive into, but it's just such a shame because that arc is amazing in the manga. I hope they do the best they can with it, considering the amount of episodes they have to adapt, which I don't even understand why are they doing that Aizawa and Present Mike episode? Like, we could have jumped into My Villain Academia ages before all of this. Even that episode in particular could have jumped straight into it. Why are they... <sighs> I feel like they're just doing a lot of setups as well for next season. Like, they just want to blaze through this. For whatever reason, as I've said before, check all the videos. I've talked about this at this point. It seems like they just they don't care about my villain academia and they're relegating into like hey it'll be a banging finale that will rush through and shit but this could have been honestly if you wanted to extend something this should have been extended instead of having that class 1a versus 1b extended and all of this other shit that i genuinely wasn't interested in we could have had this we could have had a full-on 12 episodes again i understand they're catering to the east the east don't really rock with the villains like that but ultimately i would have preferred it to be that way i would have preferred to have trained episodes because there's some certain stuff with shigaraki that you could have had an episode or two alone dedicated to him training so we're gonna wait and see but yeah it seems as though my villain academia is going to be coming the end of this season with the last handful or so of episodes we also have some more my hero academia news this time regarding the film because according to this it says my hero academia world heroes mission debuted debut on its first day with over three million dollars my hero academia two heroes first three days did 4.49 million dollars and my hero academia heroes rising in the first three days did 3.86 million dollars so basically in its first day it did what took three days almost for the other films essentially this is probably going to be the most successful My Hero Academia film to date but I've also heard some not so great things like I heard something about the plot of the movie and the pacing of it and it doesn't sound that exciting to me but we gotta wait and see and I'm going to be open-minded just because I feel like if certain things that I wanted to see kind of got robbed from me for this film again I want this film to be great or at the very least I want to enjoy this film and I'm going to try my best to appreciate it I'm not going to go into this being Bitter, like it better be the greatest thing ever because I've heard it's like not as great as some of the other films, but it's like okay ish. So, has me a little bit worried, but ultimately, I'm going to try to be just appreciative that hey, you know, another My Hero film, why not? But yeah, 3 million in its first day in comparison to 4 million in three days for the Two Heroes film and 3.8 million in three days for Heroes Rising. Which Heroes Rising, I really like that film, so we got to wait and see. I wonder when we're going to actually get that film here in the West. If it's like August coming out over here in Japan, maybe maybe October, November-ish, we might see it over here, who knows, then we also got a new visual for the My Hero Academia Season 5 anime, it says new key visual for My Hero Academia Season 5 revealed, and it's of Aizawa and Present Mike, and we already spoke about that episode, and it's for the August 14th episode, and again, it's like, okay, cool, I'd rather have seen Shigaraki in the League of Villains, I don't care, call me bitter when it comes to that, I'm gonna be insistent, like, yeah, i, d- I- don't this should have been in the next season what are you doing and lastly something interesting from somebody that works on the my hero academia anime if i'm not mistaken it's a director or a script writer it says yosuke kuroda aims to write the anime script for my hero academia until the manga ends according to a recent interview initially he aimed to do it until episode 100 but now that the manga is in its final arc he aims to do it until the end so essentially the scriptwriter, who i'm imagining it's not his calls for all these skips in season five he's just you know tasked with hey here's what the story is going to basically be about for this episode go write that shit uh he wants to stay committed that's pretty freaking awesome to have somebody so it's like you know any mistakes that might happen continuity wise ain't gonna happen because this dude has been dedicated from script one till now so shout outs to this dude yosuke kuroda am i saying it right yeah yosuke kuroda shout out to that dude he's gonna stick to the end well seemingly the end because again a lot of people are hoping for a big time skip which i think a big time skip is still possible but i don't know the way they're acting they're acting acting like it's about to really end but then we also had that interesting announcement of like a my hero movie every year for the next 10 years so Again, who knows? And that's all of the My Hero Academia news. I know that was quite a bit, but yeah, wanted to cover everything that I've seen this week. Then I kind of made a whole video on this, so I'm not gonna stay on this too long. But the recent issue of Weekly Shonen Jump magazine had a very interesting cover where it had like all the cast of every character, main character from you know Weekly Shonen Jump magazine's manga, and it had Luffy, Senku, yuji Deku, Asta, all of the main characters there, and myself included, and some people as well have stated that kind of was a little interesting to see that Asta was standing back, but. Yeah, that caused a lot of controversy, so I'm not going to stay on this topic for too long. Just in general, it's a cool cover nonetheless. And also seeing Ichigo there in the corner for the, you know, one shot of Bleach. Like, really cool cover in general, but yeah black clover for the win no matter what next up we got the weekly shonen magazine author comments. starting it off we got nakaba suzuki author of the seven deadly sins and now the four nights of the apocalypse he said the fax machine in my house isn't looking too good i can't lose the only means of communication i have what why would that be the only means of communication you have like don't you have a cell phone maybe he means only communication he has with like the editorial staff at jump maybe that's how they transfer things back and forth but that's very weird why would that be be your only means of communication like imagine the only way you could talk to a dude is be like yo hit me up i bet and you hit a fax machine how's your day been <laughs> I'm laughing about it, but I'm sure back in the day, people probably actually did that. Next up, Hiromashima, author of Fairy Fairy Tale 100 Years Quest, and now Eden Zero, and I guess Ravemaster, but I shouldn't have probably said every series. Y'all know by now. I've taken up drawing plans for a self-made game and RPG maker as a hobby. I'm making progress little by little. And I'm imagining, I wouldn't be surprised because Hiromashima is a very ambitious guy. I wouldn't be shocked if he's trying to one day pitch his own video game and have his own thing. Like, we know he's doing character designs for that one RPG he's had a fairy tale game he's had an eden zero game i wouldn't be surprised if he wants to make an exclusive original video game that's not based on any of his manga or anime or anything like that maybe he just wants to have an ip that is straight up like hey this is a brand new game and i want you guys to put it in they probably would they trust hiromashima he's had a lot of success under his belt he did the monster hunter or raj manga like he's done so many different things i wouldn't be shocked if hiromashima had an original video game title that wasn't based on his manga and it'd be a big Hit on top of that. So kudos to Hitomashima. Then moving forward, we got Atsushi Okubo, author of Fire Force and formerly Soul Eater. I'm looking forward to when the Steam Deck will be on sale. It got me curious to how much easier it'll be to play games on it. I'm actually interested in that as well to be able to PC game on the go so yeah I might actually pick that up myself just keeping it real like that sounds interesting shout outs to atsushi Ogubo pretty interesting stuff then we got Ken Wakui author of Tokyo Revengers my second youngest son enjoyed the scene where Mikey dropped his daughter Yaki the most out of the entire Tokyo Revengers LA movie I really want to see that because I love the Tokyo Revengers anime so I'm sure the live action is probably going to be enjoyable as well considering Ken Wakui doesn't stop and I know usually author is going to be behind at work but if it was a shitty film he probably would have just kept quiet by now like he wouldn't keep on every week raving about it but you never know either way shout outs to ken wakui and tokyo revengers and lastly george morikawa author of hajime no ipo said you can read hajime no ipo on magazine pocket now basically promoting the digital version of hajime no ipo hajime no ipo anime return when i'm just saying george morikawa what are you doing to us, fam? when i nah, know that's not your call either way shout outs to george morikawa and hajime no ipo legendary boxing series probably the best boxing series of all time i mean i guess you could throw in Ashitano joe as well as an argument but yeah shout outs to him and shout outs to the weekly shonen magazine author comments awesome stuff all around next up we got a ton of updates for the orient anime for starters just this visual alone i want to say it was a color page and you could definitely tell the character designs look very reminiscent of magi characters but this shit looks awesome the character with the red hair and the blonde hair and just in general again they look similar to magi characters but it looks really freaking awesome and then we also got another visual which is apparently from the upcoming anime and this shit looks sick the kid with the red hair having a big fiery sword and then the other kid which again the kid with the blonde hair looks like alibaba the kid with the red hair uh he probably looks like one of the finalists from like um morgiana's tribe and it's kind of weird saying morgiana considering i named my daughter after her and now morgiana more so to me is like in my mind when i say that i think of my daughter and not really the character from magi but yeah he looks like a finalist and we got a little bit more info courtesy of anime news network on the upcoming orient anime it says adventure tv anime orient reveals cast staff and a visual the official website for the tv anime of shinobu otaka's orient manga revealed the cast staff and a new teaser visual for the anime on friday yuma ichida will play musashi left in the visual okay so the kid with the sword with the flame sword is musashi and i, I shouldn't know this but it's been like years since i read the first couple chapters in the anime while soma saito will play kojiro kanemaki on the right the blonde haired kid tetsuya yana gisawa shattered angels high school dxd senran kagura is directing the anime he directed those at acgt mariko kunisawa oh what the fuck is acgt i'm not familiar with that at all so probably an upcoming new studio and then takahiro kishida one of the character designers he did bakuno haikyuu okay and then the musical composer did oh flowers of evil but he did fl- so it kind of balances itself out because he did the music on fate Stay night unlimited blade works but then flowers of evil uh, and the anime will premiere in 2022 with crunchyroll will stream the anime so expect in 2022 i'm definitely going to talk about this one i hope people rally behind it shinobu otaka very very slept on my magi was absolutely amazing very very deep so many interesting concepts like highly highly invested in this one i cannot wait i actually been picking up the manga even though i haven't been you know keeping up to date with it i think i got like the first three volumes and yeah can't freaking wait for this anime but yeah people orient anime can't freaking wait 2022 let's go next up people we got the top 20 best-selling series of manga for the month of july straight up from number 20 is blue exorcist with 208,019 black global hey, two hundred fourteen thousand. Always gotta give it its wins, no matter. So top twenty, that's really dope. We got Dragon Quest there. Kaiju number eight, two hundred eighteen thousand. Kaiju been slaughtering though, man. We got Chainsaw Man number twelve there, and then top ten, we got My Hero Four Fifteen. Attack on Titan still selling, man. It's it's been over for a few months with a controversial ending. Four hundred thirty-one thousand. That that's not bad at all. Uh, moving forward, yet in. Damn, that's a big one coming up. Damn, top five. Kimetsu no Yaiba, Demon Slayer. Still tearing it up. 456,000. That shit's been over for over a year now. And then top three, Kingdom, 794,000. Jujutsu Kaisen, fam, 961,000. And then in a whole other league that is indescribable, Tokyo Revenge is 5.5 million. Like, there is no competition right now. Like, hell, even Jujutsu Kaisen that right now is a little bit dormant. The manga was on hiatus for a month the anime wrapped up a few months ago so we can't really be fair about it but tokyo Revengers, fam 5.5 million that anime Woo! (laughs) Ken Wakui's pockets must be lined up because, yeah, really, really awesome stuff. And I gotta stress, again, this is a Kodansha Weekly Shonen Magazine title doing these numbers. This is usually exclusive to Jump. Shoutouts to them. Shoutouts to Tokyo Revengers. Next up, people, we got a couple of episode synopsis for the upcoming episodes of the Boruto anime. Also, before we start with them, this is all courtesy of Organic Dinosaurs. Shoutouts to them. Summary for Boruto episode 213. True Identity, which airs august 29th shikamaru naruto and the others hear information from amado in exchange for granting him refuge status in konohagakure village amado announces that him and kashinkoji are colluding with one another in order to deceive jigen amado then tells him about jigen's true form he's actually someone named otsutsuki ishiki who came to earth a long time ago alongside otsutsuki kaguya in addition amado begins to talk about the various details behind karma which is something that has been afflicting both boruto and kawaki so we're getting into to the nitty-gritty baby 213 this is big big stuff true identity yeah we're, we're getting into the the meat of it all and then episode 214 a predestined fate which is slated for broadcast on september fifth so yeah we're, we're ending off the summer and heading into the fall with some greatness right here at kara's hideout the battle between kashin koji and jigen has begun let's go if jigen were to regain strength like an otsutsuki clan member there would be no means for koji to oppose such tremendous powers before that scenario occurs he must defeat jigen and extract ishiki's real form that has been hijacking jigen's body scrupulously planning his next move in order to achieve that outcome kashin koji begins unleashing jutsu after jutsu meanwhile konohagaku village naruto and the others have been attentively watching over the battle via amado's device they see kashin koji's plan succeed finally their strongest and worst enemy osutsuki ishiki has made his appearance oh my god 214 they better do it right they better do it right at the same moment naruto and the others witness an impactful phenomenon that has transpired with kawaki's karma as a direct result of ishiki's manifestation honestly i could see 214 or 215 or maybe both of them in unison being the best episodes and my favorite episodes of the world anime because that content in the manga to this date is my favorite stuff from the Boruto series as a whole so far like nothing has topped that moment for me in particular since that actually happened so 214 september 5th you know where i'm gonna be i'm gonna be in front of my damn tv watching that episode probably gonna watch it multiple times they better do it justice they better give it that extra mile of art and animation because if not they, they drop the ball big time. This is one of the most important and impactful stuff. So either 214 or 215, depending on how much they stretch that fight. Huge, humongous stuff. And this is going to be absolutely major. I cannot wait and I cannot stress enough how hype this is going to be, man. Oh, my God. Also, it gets me a little worried because we're catching up to the manga at this point like yeah a little worried there but um nevertheless this is going to be fire those episodes man closing out august and heading into september boruto is going into the peak mode of what it's shown so far okay next up y'all know that there was this big ordeal that happened a big controversy with the tokyo babylon anime that it had to get shut down of production due to plagiarism and all that jazz well apparently a lawsuit is going on here let's read tokyo babylon 2021 studio gohan sues king records for. 450 million yen over cancelled anime. The anime studio Gohans filed a legal complaint in the Tokyo District Court on Tuesday against the entertainment company King Records for non payment of about 450 million yen, about 4.1 million dollars, in the cancelled production of the Tokyo Babylon 2021 TV anime. According to the lawsuit, Gohans agreed to a contract with King Records to produce the anime and deliver 13 episodes by late last November. Wow, so they already made the whole thing. The production cost. About $2.87 million and was slated to be paid in installments from December 2020 to August 2021. However, Gohans claims the contract was unilaterally canceled in January after the first installment. Gohans is suing not only for the remaining $2.5 million under the contract but also for $1.57 million for episodes 14 and 21. According to the lawsuit, Gohan's and King Records had not yet formally signed a contract for these later episodes. King Amusement Creative announced Gohan's anime adaptation of Clamp's Tokyo Babylon manga last October and unveiled the character designs on November 19th. However, on November 20th, the staff received notice of possible plagiarism over the anime's costume design, specifically from a costume of the Korean girl group Red Velvet and a Volks doll outfit. The staff apologized in December for referencing costume designs for two characters from other sources without permission. The staff then delayed Gohans' anime from its planned April 2021 premiere before announcing its complete cancellation in March with an entirely new production plan. The production committee, which included King Records, cited an investigation which uncovered more examples of plagiarism and the resulting loss of faith in the production studio. So it's a tricky situation, right? Because... While Gohans is suing for the remaining amounts, the reason it got canceled was, I mean, they're the studio that did it. So ultimately the plagiarism kind of falls on them. So it's like, hey, we plagiarized and, you know, we these 13 episodes are useless now. And even the following ones, because yeah, I don't have faith in us anymore, but we still want to get paid. I don't know. Sounds to me like they're reaching. Sounds to me like they're just trying to grab that bag. And probably they're in trouble. Because, like, anime studios, they cannot afford a 4 or $5 million loss like that. They just can't. Like, especially the smaller ones. Maybe, like, the big top dogs might be able to get by when, without that. But, like, ultimately, they could possibly go bankrupt. This could possibly be the end of this studio go-hands if they don't get paid. But, again, it's like, am I obligated to pay you when the whole thing got canceled because of you and your mismanagement of, you know, watching out for the staff, doing fucked up things? And I don't want to really say fucked up things because to me personally, it was inspired the outfits and shit like that. But you're really going to cancel a whole production because of these outfits. Like, you can't just have them go back in and change some shit. But again, they also found other examples of plagiarism. So I don't know. Go hands. Uh, this is a sticky situation. I hope they don't go bankrupt over this. But if they don't get paid from this record company, they might be in trouble. And either way, it's all around a wild situation. Next up, a really cool update and a very good update for that matter for Shonen Jump because of According to this, it says, Shonen Jump Plus app has reached a 10 million MAU monthly active users with both app and website. Meanwhile, Manga Plus is now in 5 million. Wow, that's the Shonen Jump Plus app. I thought this was the regular Shonen Jump Plus with 10 million monthly active users. Hold up, hold up. I'm telling you right now, and I'm going to have a bigger video diving into this whole thing, but Shonen Jump Plus is probably going to be the future of a lot of R entertainment, and when I say R, if you're like in your early 20s to 30s, 40s, and up, and all of that jazz, you're probably going to be more invested in the stories that are coming to Jump Plus, because things like Kaiju Number 8, things like Chainsaw Man Part 2, things like Don the Don, like, all of these stories are geared towards more of an older demographic, in my opinion, and Shonen Jump Plus seems to be the route that a lot of us are going to be enjoying more in the future don't get me wrong i'm always going to have a fondness in my heart and probably check out here and there some of the big shonen jump titles but in terms of for the older people jump plus is looking like where it's at so major congrats on 10 million active users and in general i support the living shit out of it especially because chainsaw man 2 is coming there yeah, I gotta support my boy Tatsuki Fujimoto. Y'all know the vibes. Next up, we got a small update for the Yashahime Princess Half-Demon Season 2 Anime. Uh, it said, take a look at the key visual art for Yashahime Princess Half-Demon, the second act. And in it, we see the previous cast at the very top. We see Inuyasha, Kagome, we see sashomaru and Rin. And then we see a lot of the main cast, which honestly, this art actually looks pretty damn good. The main three there. And in general, I still got to go back and finish the Yashihime anime. I know, I know. I've been saying I'm going to finish it. I got to get it done because I do want to check out. And I really want to know what the hell happened to any. Inuy- Why do they look like they're dead in the sky? Are they dead? Oh, God, I hope they're not dead. Don't spoil me. I'll watch it eventually, I promise. But yeah, really awesome. And interesting to say the least new visual for the upcoming Yashahime: princess have demons season two or second act okay next up people something that i am going crazy to talk to you guys about i've been holding it in and i know i'm probably late by the time this gets up to you guys but jojo's bizarre adventure y'all don't know that as of recent i don't know for like years and years i've been a fan of jojo's like ever since the you know david production studio came in and put that first adaptation out of you know season one and two a part one and two of jojo's i liked it i enjoyed it I thought it was really awesome but as the years have gone by and especially like i want to say it's been a couple of weeks now since i finished part five i don't know why i'm just like a really big stan of jojo's like i really fucking love this shit so goddamn much from the aesthetics the characters the story all of it is just so freaking rich so i was thinking like well we heard part six you know stone oceans about to come out so why not and then oh my god they just dropped this trailer and this visual for starters right here we got jojo bizarre adventure part six stone ocean anime new key visual and in it i don't know who any of these characters are minus Jotaro all the way in the back which I don't know how I feel about him losing all his muscle mass but that was a different story that's an art design you know art change from Jojo's from part what was it part four I think in the middle of part four he just or in the beginning of part four he just radically changed everything and then Jolene Cujo which oh my god is love at first sight <laughs> but then we were hit with a major bombshell because we got a trailer which the trailer looks phenomenal apparently based on the trailer because I'm not too familiar with the story of Jojo's uh, part six and on it seems as though Jolene is going to like a jail her name is Jolene Cujo you see Joe Taro in there you see a bunch of new cast of cameras. characters Characters and shit, but then we get this from Netflix. It says, Get ready, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean premieres on Netflix worldwide this. December, So, I'm wondering what that means, right? Because we know about the Netflix jail where, like, you know, we'd be having to wait or whatever. They said worldwide, so more than likely it's going to be like Record of Ragnarok where we're going to get it as well. But that also makes me wonder. So, are they going to just drop the entirety of it? However many episodes it'll be, 30, 40 episodes? Are they going to give us, like, 10 at a time? How the hell is this going to work? Because usually, especially with anime, like, they're working on the latest episode as they're handing in it each and every week. So, maybe that's why it's been a little bit longer for this part to come. Because maybe they've been really perfecting it. When did we get Part 5? Was it like 2018, I want to say, it started? And maybe wrapped up in like 2019? It's been a bit since Part 5 wrapped up. And yeah, we got Part 6 incoming with this trailer. And again, it makes me wonder how is that going to work? Are they just going to release a new episode every week on Netflix? But that also... Spurred something else on because one of the show front runners for Toonami, Jason DeMarco, had this to say in response to the big announcement about JoJo's part six coming to Netflix. He said, Bye bye, JoJo, it was nice hosting you on Toonami while it lasted. And he went on further to reply to a couple comments saying, Netflix has some big bags. And basically, if Netflix has it, Toonami's not going to be able to get their hands on it. So, yeah um no JoJo's anymore on Toonami which really sucks for the Toonami fans but it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out and either way oh my god Jolene Kujo JoJo's Bizarre Adventure I love JoJo so damn much and I'm so hyped for this and Jolene Kujo looks so amazing and I mean it just looks so freaking good and it's gonna be interesting as well because the last I don't know how many parts of JoJo pretty much every part up until this point has been them traveling around like part five was traveling through Italy part four was Japan part 3 was Egypt and all sorts of parts of the world. Part 2 was, I guess, New York. It really didn't go too many places. And part 1 was, like, London and then some weird shit that started getting bizarre. And this one, it seems as though it's going to be locked in a jail, in a prison or something. So, I'm curious how that's going to feel. And is it going to feel like a JoJo's part? Like a true to blue JoJo's part? Because again, like, it's going to be inside of a jail. I don't know. I'm so fucking pumped, though. Jolink, Kujo, I can't stress enough. I can't wait. And the trailer looked just amazing. Art, animation, everything. It's just like... Wow, David Productions is truly the true savior to the Jojo's Bizarre Adventure franchise IP as a whole. And they even released some cool character designs of the characters from the upcoming season as well. We got Jotaro, which, again, I mean, his drip is absolutely insane. Like, he looks amazing, but I always felt a certain way of them changing, you know, the art style for Hirohiko Araki, changing it to this less muscled up, which, again, I know he was initially inspired by Fist of the North Star. and That's why Part 3, Parts 1 through 3 look like that, and then he just wanted to do his own thing, but... Yeah, eh, it's crazy. Jotaro looks younger here than he looked in part three. Wow. Next up, we got major news. According to this, it says the 364th chapter with color page of Berserk will be publishing in the upcoming Young Animal issue 18, 2021 out September 10th. And the same issue will have a poster with the best scenes of the manga and a booklet titled messages to kentaro miura and i want to say this was like the last chapter if i'm not mistaken that he drew don't quote me on that but That is so sad and crazy, and I'm wondering how things are going to go moving forward. Are they going to continue? Because it seems as though if they're putting out this chapter and they're not saying, like, hey, guys, this is the last chapter, so just want to give you guys a heads up. Maybe they're going to have his assistants finish up the Berserk manga. Like, they're going to release whatever he was working on, whatever he had in the tuck, and then have the assistants move forward with the series. I don't know how I'm going to feel about that, but... This is a strange feeling because, again, Kentaro Miro passed away, the original author. But he may have left, you know, a, a big manuscript of, hey, this is how I want it to end. But then again, it's never the same when it's not the original creator. So we got to wait and see what Berserk fans, because I'm not caught up. I, I just keep it real. I'm not caught up. I've always felt like with Berserk, I like to treasure it and read it a volume at a time. That's just me. Like, I, I that's the way I've enjoyed the series. I've watched every anime adaptation. I'm not caught up with Berserk fans. um, Yeah, I know everybody's going to enjoy that chapter everybody's going to look at that chapter and again it's just making me wonder what is the fate of berserk if they're still releasing stuff so they're not putting it on hold they're not canceling it they're moving forward but again they could say hey we're going to just release whatever he had left and then you know put it to rest or i don't know but Yeah, new Berserk chapter. Very, very somber feeling. Next up, we got finally an official announcement on this. It says Soccer manga series Blue Lock by Kaneshiro Muneyuki Nomura Yusuke will get TV anime adaptation in 2022. And the first 15 volumes have 4.5 million copies in circulation. So, yeah, it's about time. And I've said this before, and I'll say it one more time. This is going to be huge. This is probably going to get the Haikyuu fandom, the Kuroko no Basket fandom. This is going to be the big sports series, which is crazy because it used to be that Shueisha had a strong arm on everything. Like there was no series that was really popping like that. If it wasn't in Jump or Shueisha title, things is changing. Like now they're taking over the sports arena as well. Craziness. we also got a little bit of an update on blue box another new shonen jump title it says according to a bookstore sign blue box volume one is out of stock and scheduled to be reprinted august 26 which this is the second time now that i'm hearing that blue box is selling very well if i'm not mistaken i think it's like a more of a sports romance type of series and jump which I, I haven't seen too much of it to be honest with you i've heard it's good but i haven't really dug into it but yeah that that's a good sign right it's a little bit different it's not trying to compete with you know the battle series and that it's doing its own thing right now and it seems like it's winning little by little okay next up a series that i never thought again we would hear from Terra for mars apparently we got an update from the artist or the creator of Terraform for mars it says Terraform for mars artist manga will return as soon as riders health improves manga creator kenichi tachibana confirmed on his twitter account on wednesday that his and you sasuga's Terraform for mars manga will resume once sasuga has recovered from his health issues. Issues. The manga has been on an indefinite hiatus since December 2019, with the announcement at the time also citing Sasuga's health issues. Tachibana launched a new sci-fi manga titled Gigantis in Shueisha's Grand Jump Magazine on Wednesday. Okay, so in the meantime, while things is going on... This creator is working on a new story while they wait for the other creator, if I'm not mistaken. I think the writer to get better so they could keep on moving forward. And yeah, I'll be honest with you. I thought it was over for from Mars. I forgot that it went on hiatus. And I legitimately, for the longest time, thought, oh, I wonder how Terraformars ended. I didn't realize that it went on hiatus due to health issues or I just completely forgot. And it's crazy because I remember from Mars. I was a part of the fandom that was screaming, this is the next Attack on Titan, Yeah! And, yeah, the anime adaptation was not that great, and it didn't become the next Attack on Titan. And then, unfortunate circumstances happened like this. But, yeah, I mean, it's a good sign that he's bringing shit up, right? Like, hey, you know, Terraformars will return at some given point. Don't worry, which I'm imagining he probably said that because they were probably like, oh, so you're starting something new in Grand Jump. That means it's completely a wrap for Terraformars. This was probably him clarifying, like, no, 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 no. I'm going to get back to that eventually. Let's just let the other creator, you know, get healthy again. But yeah, for people that have been waiting for an update about Terra Mars, there you go. So while I was editing this video, this story broke. And this is very, very major and impacts the future of the anime industry as a whole. As of the recording of this one, apparently the merger has been complete. The acquisition went through and Sony now owns both Funimation and... Crunchyroll. It is official. We're going to read the press release, but yeah this is very big to say the least we'll get into it in a second let's read what they said sony funimation global group completes acquisition of crunchyroll from at&t sony pictures entertainment and at&t inc today announced that spe has completed its acquisition of at&t's crunchyroll anime business through funimation global group llc funimation is a joint venture between spe and sony music entertainment inc's subsidiary aniplex inc The agreement was first announced in December 2020. Crunchyroll is a premier anime direct-to-consumer service with 5 million SVOD subscribers and growing. It serves 120 million registered users across more than 200 countries and territories offering AVOD, mobile games, manga, events, merchandise and distribution. The deal provides the opportunity for Crunchyroll and Funimation to broaden distribution for their content partners and expand fan-centric offerings for consumers. We are very excited to welcome Crunchyroll to the Sony Group, said Kenichiro Yoshida, Chairman, President, and CEO of Sony Group Corporation. Anime is a rapidly growing medium that enthralls and inspires emotion among audiences around the globe. The alignment of Crunchyroll and Funimation will enable us to get even closer to the creators and fans who are the heart of the anime community. We look forward to delivering even more outstanding entertainment that fills the world with emotion through anime. Crunchyroll adds tremendous value to Sony's existing anime businesses, including Funimation and our terrific partners at Aniplex and Sony Music Entertainment Japan said Tony Vinci chairman and CEO of Sony Pictures Entertainment Inc with Crunchyroll and Funimation we are committed to creating the ultimate anime experience for fans and presenting a unique opportunity for our key partners publishers and the immensely talented creators to continue to deliver their masterful content to audiences around the world with the addition of Crunchyroll, we have an unprecedented opportunity to serve anime fans like never before and deliver The anime experience across any platform they choose from theatrical events, home entertainment, games, streaming linear tv everywhere and every way fans want to experience their anime our goal is to create a unified anime subscription experience as soon as possible the purchase price for the transaction is 1.175 billion dollars subject to customary working capital and other adjustments and the proceeds were paid in cash at closing at t expects to use the proceeds from this transaction to help support its debt reduction efforts with plans to reach a net debt to adjusted ebitda of below 2.5 times by year end 2023 translation um sony gave them the bag <laughs> translation sony gave them the bag translation now sony is one step closer to obtaining a monopoly on the anime industry because now they have okay antiplex of america which is under their umbrella they got Funimation they've had them for what a couple years now since they uh, bought Funimation out then now they got Crunchyroll which Crunchyroll is the biggest in my opinion on the streaming side of things for anime and also they have some manga as well like they are the ones that stream the Attack on Titan manga uh, the Eden Zero manga they have a few manga there as well and they've just been very very vital in anime conventions and things like that so Crunchyroll is a massive force and outside of those three companies the only other people that really put up any type of fight against this is like you got amazon they get a title or two every year you got sentai filmworks that get the ones that aren't really all that huge maybe they get a huge title here or there or a controversial one then outside of that you got DiscoTech that gets the older ones and then you got the only fighting chance at stopping this potential monopoly of the anime industry netflix like netflix is the hero that we didn't know we needed and at first we were apprehensive against them but ultimately netflix is the only one that has been little by little if you've noticed making moves um and getting anime acquisitions and kind of slowing down this trend it's kind of crazy that i want to say it was about four years ago i remember where i was speaking with somebody from Crunchyroll, and they were talking about this uncomfortable um alliance that they had with funimation at the time and how they were trying to stop essentially like bigger players like amazon um amazon strike at the Time I think they had, and Netflix, and all these people from taking them out. And then, ultimately, the winner of that, you know, when they separated again, because there was a rivalry between, like, Crunchyroll and Funimation, wasn't Crunchyroll, wasn't Funimation, it was Sony in the end, because both of them got bought out in the end, and ultimately now, Netflix, uh, ironically enough, is one of the only forces stopping a monopoly from going down in the anime industry, and um, Netflix definitely needs to make a few adjustments in order to, kind of, be a little bit more palatable for people, like, people don't want to wait 100 years for their anime, they want it... when it's coming out, so there's that, but yeah, as it stands right now, Sony has a stronghold on the anime industry. What does this mean? Because basically, they said that they want to make a unified streaming service, more than likely, that means that probably by year's end if not by next year we're going to have funny roll or crunchy nation or something totally different in general maybe they might just rename everything like get rid of crunch roll's name get rid of funimation's name and just title it like the sony anime or something like that i wouldn't be surprised um but i mean i'm not you know married to those names or anything like that those streaming services you know it is what it is what it's going to mean in the future is that potentially depending on how the pendulum swings prices may go up tremendously for the streaming services again a monopoly is never a good thing so anybody that wants to you know defend this and say yo this is a great thing for consumers it's not the more real estate sony purchases in the anime space makes it even worse for the consumers it's great for the execs it's not great for us. I want to repeat that again. Sony purchasing more rights to the anime industry is not great for the consumers by any mean. Because let's just say they have a monopoly, right? Let's just say they defeat Netflix in the anime space and there's no other competition to stop them. They could put, you know what? We're going to make an ultimate streaming premium service of $120 a month. They can do that. If it gets to that point and nobody else is around to license anime and it's all Sony, They won, they can do whatever. You'll be paying cable premium prices for an anime streaming service. That is definitely in the realm of possibility. Don't mistake for a second that it's not. So we gotta wait and see how things play out. Um, I'm going to try my best to be optimistic and say, hey, there's still enough competition that things won't get that bad where it's bad you Know reflecting to the consumers to the point where we're paying outrageous prices, but as it stands right now, uh, the market has just completely changed. Sony owns Funimation, Crunchyroll, Aniplex of America, and uh, yeah, the fate of the anime industry moving forward is a little bit uncertain, but hopefully, they realize that anime and manga fans are very passionate about our stuff and we're going to support, so there's no need to gouge our pockets. But we gotta wait and see. Either way, massive story. A lot of people were telling me to talk about this, and I didn't want to wait till the next episode. I wanted to include it for you guys. Now, craziness, Sony owns uh, a good chunk of the anime industry in the West wild next up a small update for shaman king or a big one for that matter it says shaman king is now streaming on netflix listed for 13 episodes so the first 13 episodes of the new shaman king anime finally hit netflix and i'm mixed on what they've been doing lately i've noticed netflix has been taking a different approach especially for longer series like they have decided that we're gonna just do like little drops like this and i believe later on in the month we're getting the first 13 of eden zero and they've had the seven deadly sins the final season like the first 12 or 13 of those up there as well and i'm like (sighs) i'm glad that you're giving us something and not making us wait till the end to get everything but god damn man can we get at least a 20 pack you know what i'm saying 20 something i mean i know eden zero probably doesn't even have 20 episodes at this point but i'm just saying fam only 13 isn't shaman king listed with like a big episode count if i remember correctly like it's gonna be really long why the hell are we only getting 13 i mean i get it but Yeah, maybe I'm just being salty and greedy, but yeah, I'll probably be watching that tonight, actually. Moving forward, we got a small update from Crunchyroll Expo. They had a few people from the Black Clover anime over there at Crunchyroll Expo. They had, I want to say, the voice actor of Asta alongside, I want to say, the director, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, when talking about the future of the anime, basically what the director had to say is, if there is a continuation, I hope to see you all again so even as it stands with people like you know that actually worked on the show nobody really knows if there's going to be a continuation a lot of people like to say no it's just on hiatus No, as it stands right now, the Black Clover anime is over. Like, there's a movie that is, uh, you know, on the way or whatever. But in terms of, like, there's no confirmation that it's returning. Like, if Black Clover tomorrow, you know, Yuki Tabata said, I'm ending it, Studio Puro could decide to never again bring it back. Like, I mean, look what happened with Bleach. It took 10 freaking years for the anime to return. You know what I'm saying? So there's a big possibility that Black Clover could never return. I get it that the anime caught up and all that jazz, but that doesn't mean anything. If they, you know, let's just say two years from now, still don't want to bring the anime back, it won't come back so even with people that work on the show the staff are there saying that yeah i hope there's a continuation i hope to see you all again it's sad that like there's no confirmation and yeah, it's unfortunate, but hopefully we get to see it again, especially that film. Like I said before, I'll tell you again, support that film when it comes out. If you want more Black Clover anime, support that movie. It's the only way we're ever going to see the return of our people and get the remainder of this whole Spade Nation Dark Triad arc completed. Okay, people, and lastly, we got an interview from Toyotaro. He was interviewed on the Dragon Ball website, and they actually had English subtitles. And I took a couple of notes of, for the most part, what I thought was like some interesting intriguing and interesting information from the interview because he talked about the granola the survivor arc and a few tidbits of working with toriyama The to start is one of the things he said is granola the survivor was his idea to begin with so he had like a whole bunch of different ideas and he pitched this one and this was the one that was selected so he came up with granola the survivor he came up with the granola character design as well toriyama added the heaters into this one i think he came up with the designs for the heaters but toriyama came up with the idea for the heaters to be in the story also toyotaro and initially sent in the draft of like his idea of granola and then apparently Toriyama made it amazing he made his changes and made it special and amazing so again it's a collaborative effort but Toyotaro came up with the idea initially for somebody that, if I'm not mistaken, he said he wanted a character that was kind of connected to the Saiyans from the past or something like that. Toriyama was the one that came up with the idea for the new Dragon Balls. And also Toriyama was the one that came up with the new lore for the Namekians and planet Namek and where the Namekians really come from. So again, it was a collaborative effort, but at the very least, it's interesting to know these tidbits of who did what. And yeah, I'll link the full interview in the description below. You just got to click closed captions and they have full English translations on there. Very interesting stuff. Honestly, I wish Shueisha and Jump would do that more. Like, why don't we get every month or every other week, you know, one of the creators from their various manga and shit to come for 15 minutes. I think this was like 16 minutes or so, so let's just say 20 minutes. Like, they could take 20 minutes, especially if they're doing like a monthly series or something. Come in and give us some content because this was very interesting. I like the breakdown. I like to see, you know, what their thoughts were when creating certain things. Who did what? Like, this was very, very enjoyable. And I get it. Mangaka car very, very, you know, overworked and shit like that. But, i'm sure they'd enjoy a a good break of just hey let me just sit down and talk about this shit and not have to be sitting there hunched over drawing but yeah fascinating interview i definitely recommend checking it out toyotaro talking about granola the survivor arc and the latest volume and the latest stuff with even vegeta and yeah people those are the stories we have for today's episode i'm curious what you guys think martial magic and muscles being halfway over all of the my hero academia news from my villain academia being confirmed for this season the movie sales how it's doing in the box office the new visual for the upcoming episodes with Aizawa present Mike. The script writer of the anime wanting to see it all the way through to the end. The latest cover of Shonen Jump Magazine. The weekly Shonen Magazine author comments. The Orient anime and all the info we got thus far. The top 20 best-selling series of the month of July. The Boruto amazing spoilers that we got for the upcoming episodes of the anime. The Tokyo Babylon lawsuit that's coming about. Shonen Jump Plus having 10 million active users. The Yashihime Princess half-demon second half visual all of the amazing and very interesting and worrisome at the same time Joseph bizarre adventure stone ocean aka part six jolene kujo info the new berserk chapter blue lock getting an anime blue box selling very well terra for mars manga update shaman king dropping the first 13 episodes on netflix finally the black clover director talking a little bit about the fate of the anime or lack thereof and toyotaro from dragon ball super his interview talking about the granola the survivor arc and your thoughts on any of the stories we covered in today's episode but that's all i have for this one thanks for watching hope you enjoyed if you liked anything i had to say or enjoyed the video brought me a like i'd greatly appreciate it and if you want more from me make sure to subscribe follow me on twitter instagram hit that bell to get all notifications and if you want to follow any of my other social media links are in the description below i'm from the world and as always people have an awesome day and remember the golden rule anime and manga have an awesome day Peace in. And you guys just watched another episode of. Forever News. Have an awesome day.